Well, let's uh, let's quickly go over the the two spinoff films they did. Um, one I really loved. One I still don't understand why they made it in the first place. Um, Rogue <laughs> One to me. <laughs> Rogue One to me, guys, is beautiful. More, it's yeah, it is. It really is. And the more the more I watch it, the more I just fall in love with it. Um, I kind of compare this film to Dunkirk, and it's it's not about the characters; it's about the situation and what they have to do, what what their what the end goal is. Um, and I, I I think. Uh, K2S might be my favorite droid ever. I, I think um, what's what's the actor's name? Ben, I always forget his name. Alan uh, Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. You know, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he was. Thank you guys. He was he was great. Um, and the thing I love the most. This is gonna sound dark, but like the thing I love the most is they actually went. Disney did it and they killed everybody. Yes. I yep. did not think they were gonna have the balls to do it. I thought okay, maybe like the droid's gonna die and the and the little Asian dude might die. No, they 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 killed everybody, and I I I dug that. I'm I'm, I'm I was proud of Disney for doing it, because, well, I mean now we're getting a Cassie Andor prequel series, which I I still don't understand. But um, you know I thought Felicity Jones was great in the role of of Jen Erso, um, and but I think the highlight really is the last four, what half hour. I mean that's that's kind of what that's kind of what you go see Rogue One for. And for then sure. the, all the Vader stuff was just great. Oh, yeah. Vader was in it more than I thought he was going to be. Like it's definitely more than That's just the, a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a can't believe that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, th- th- there's so much I love about that movie. I, I think that it's the, the, the team aspect, um, and the movie's always there's something always going on. There's never a dull moment. Uh, if I have one complaint, it's probably Forrest Whitaker's character, a little too cartoony, but I can forgive it. It starts as a cartoon, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can forgive it, though, because they don't spend too much time um, with his character. Uh, but can you guys remind me of the, 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 the blind Asian guy's name? Donnie Yen is the actor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Who is awesome. Uh, he was great. Yeah. And him and his buddy, the they were they were great together. Um, Diego Luna was great. I, there, there's so much I love, and it, it felt, you know, it's called Star Wars, and this truly felt like the first time there was an actual war going on. <laughs> yeah, um, like the stakes were, you know, were were high for once, and uh, yeah, I, I from start to finish, I just I, I just think it's. It's kind of everything I was hoping for with Rogue One, and I thought Gareth Edwards did a great job. Um, kind of an underrated director, in my opinion. I don't, I don't, and I know he hasn't directed a whole lot. I think you, I think before that, it was what Godzilla was the last film he directed, which I thought he did a really good job with that. So, um, I hope he comes back and directs another one because I, I, I like this take on Star. I like this take on Star Wars. So, and then Solo for me, a waste, uh, uh, just a waste. Didn't, didn't didn't need to happen. Uh, I, I will say this though: I thought Glover and uh, Amelia Clark and Alden. I thought Alden actually did a pretty good job as Han Solo. Like he definitely wasn't the weakest part. Um, I would have been more interested in seeing what Lord and Miller's version would have looked like. Uh, but I thought Howard did a, a good job as he could have with the film. I guess um, the joy the joy there too. Was uh, was also solid. Um, yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson was was good too, I guess. Uh, Paul Bettany was just kind of a waste of a villain, in my opinion. Just kind of really forgettable. Um, and it's a shame because he's he's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my take. I, I I really just I Solo was one of the movies I only saw once out of all the Star Wars films disney has released i've seen at least all of them at least twice in theater so only saw once and i don't i i don't i watched it again recently and it, it just it's just there it's there so I'll, I'll end it on that uh michael you want to talk about the uh the two spinoff films yeah sure i i guess my my take is kind of similar to yours i'm not quite as negative on solo but um i i loved rogue one um I had like high expectations for that and it still surpassed like what I was expecting. Um, 
like you said, the biggest thing was that they actually went, I mean, you hear a lot, they were heard a lot in the kind of the lead up of like, they were finally going to do kind of like a dark war movie, you know, like high stakes, like it's not going to be the, you know, fairy tale ending and everything. And they actually did it and they, they, <laughs> they killed off everyone. And I think that like has, that helps all the other movies also because it's, you know, it's usually you don't expect any of the, the, the protagonists in these kind of movies to, to die. Like the main characters, other than the occasional one, you know, like Han Solo or whatever, where that's kind of needed story-wise. But now that they've actually done that, you know, obviously it was a, a spinoff and not a part of the main saga, but it's, you know, now when they threaten that <laughs> going forward, it kind of means something. But yeah, I, I love that. I do think the, for me as just like a Star Wars fan in general, not not looking at it from more of a movie lens, the the first, um, I guess like the first third, it, it was a little bit um, kind of all over the place from a movie perspective, but it was very dense with like references and just like very Star Wars. So it was, it's a little bit tough to watch, I think, but like the first third, because it's kind of like, you don't really know where it's going, but um, the middle definitely picks up. And then like the last third is just like, some of the best Star Wars there is out there, um, you know, from, from, I mean, all of it really, all, all parts though, you know, obviously the Vader stuff at the end was kind of the big, um, the big thing that they were leading up to the whole time. That was awesome. But, but yeah, I love, love Rogue One. Definitely up there among my, my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, Solo, I, on the uh, flip side, had very low expectations for. Um, I wasn't, I didn't think I would not like it. I just kind of wasn't that excited about it. Um, kind of like you said, it, wasn't it seemed a little bit of a random choice i guess um in terms of you know filling in the gaps um i think looking at that from the perspective of them also planning to release like five more spinoffs right after that it makes a little bit more sense but now that it's kind of the only one since they canceled a lot of those um and i think they're probably going to tv with a lot of them but um i think in that context it makes more sense because they're you know they're planning to do some more um i actually thought it was very well done um I, I, there wasn't a whole lot that I had to complain about, you know, obviously it wasn't, um, in terms of like impact to the story as a whole, there wasn't like, you know, a whole lot there, um, to, to make you, you know, it wasn't like a really high stakes movie. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, had no, no real complaints. Um, definitely not my favorite, but, um, I enjoy it when I watch it. Um, fun movie, just kind of, you know, some, something to enjoy. Um, and it will always <laughs> have a, uh, a kudos for me, I guess, on the very end, um, the scene um, where Kira is talking um, to our recently returned, well, not recently, I guess, at this point, but uh, first movie, basically, where they, they bring Darth Maul in. And so obviously he had, had died in Phantom Menace, but Clone Wars show brought him back. And so this was like the, the first legit crossover between Star Wars movies and Star Wars other stuff. Um, and so I thought that was really cool that they're kind of starting to integrate that and going forward, obviously with all the shows and, and you know, bringing Ahsoka back and stuff, um, they're, they're definitely moving in that direction and they got some of those voices in and ride the Skywalker. But, um, I love that because, uh, you know, as I've said, kind of just a fan of the franchise in general. Um, and so I think, you know, like I said, they were planning on doing more of those types of movies where they kind of start to bring in bits and pieces and then eventually just kind of throw it all at you and, uh, you know, in the main saga stuff eventually. But, um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a fun movie. Really enjoyed it, but um, I guess I guess nothing special other than the uh, <laughs> the Darth Maul appearance at the end. But I thought all the actors did a really good job. I think um, Woody Harrelson, in my opinion, is actually the, I'm a big fan of his. Not really a huge movie fan, but um, I always enjoy his stuff. I thought he was I guess kind of the, the big bright spot acting wise there. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention this too in regards to Rogue One. Like I also enjoyed just real quick the take they chose with the rebellion how we got to see a little bit of the more darker side and how it's not all you know exactly yeah sunshine was, and roses you know that, that they will get their hands dirty a little bit so um, i did enjoy that uh jacob you want to go next yeah i i uh i love rogue one too i think it's a great prequel uh it's a good time you know i i I, there's i love the ensemble cast i think they all do such a good job and it's where you barely get to know them and then there's so much emotion at the end still and i think that says a lot about the directing if you can do that that's pretty impressive and uh i love that scene with darth vader you know i know everybody always says it but it's such a cool scene you get to see uh just how awesome it is and it's so cool um but yeah it's just it's a great movie it's a perfect lead-in to 
uh, New Hope, and I, I love it. I love the thing with Carrie Fisher at the end. Um, like Zach was saying, that happened. I remember that happened like right around the time she passed away too, when we first saw that, which is pretty, pretty crazy, you know. And it, it feels really. I think it made that moment even more special. It made it really even more sad, you know. And uh, it, it's just a beautiful moment, beautiful ending to that film. And uh, and then Solo, um, I, I I I went in with low expectations as well. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really sure what to think. Even though Han Solo was is my favorite Star Wars character, I, I, but I was just like, I, I you know, I, I don't like to backtrack, you know, with a lot of things. I'm kind of like, well, do we really need to see like a prequel to this or that? You know, I feel like prequels are kind of when they run out of ideas and they're like, well, let's just since this character's dead now. Let, let's do something before and you know and that's kind of what uh, the thing about the cast and andor series i'm i'm a little hesitant about because that's not only a prequel but it's a prequel to a prequel and it's like okay now we're getting a little out of hand but i will say that trailer they showed at the investors meeting that got me intrigued a little bit i'm not gonna lie i loved uh is his name diego luna i, I think he i, I loved mm-hmm. his passion yeah. for it and he he just seemed like he was so excited so that yeah that does get me a little bit excited i whenever you put passion into something it can be special but um, but uh, yeah, solo. I I think it's fun. It's got its fun moments, and I think that's a good way to describe it. Is fun, and I like Ron Howard uh, a lot. I mean, I know he gets for some reason. I feel like people like to poop on Ron Howard more than they should. But he's the guy who made like movies like Apollo thirteen and Rush, and those are like two of my favorite movies of all time. I think he's awesome, and and uh, you know he. I, I thought he did what he could with Solo, but part of me still kind of wants to see the Lord and Miller version because Lord and Miller are awesome. Like, I don't care if it would have been weird. That's what I kind of wanted to see. You know, if, it, if it, I know they kind of said they were kind of turning into like this buddy cop comedy. It's like, well, that sounds great. Like, why didn't we get to see that? You know, I, I, I don't care if it would have been like weird tonally. I, it's like, you, you know, you, you got to do something to make this movie stand out if, you know, and uh, but but that's kind of the thing. I, I feel like the movie doesn't stand out very well. I, like, but when it when it's fun, it's really fun. I love the cast. Um, uh, you know, uh, Lando is so cool. Young Lando, I love that. You know, Donald Glover does such a good job in that role. Um, and I remember at the time I was watching Community for the first time when I saw that movie. So it's really cool to see him on the big screen playing Lando. It that felt like something they would do in Community, maybe have him play Lando. But you know that show was so weird they do stuff like that. But yeah, when that movie's fun, it's really fun. But when it, 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 it there are scenes in it that don't matter, you know, too. And uh, I, I I totally forgot John Favreau plays like an ape thing in it, doesn't he? Like I, I was just thinking about that, like when we were talking. Was it an ape or was it? some kind of alien he was a small guy with like the little with all the four hands in the very beginning yeah. the train heist. i totally forgot oh, about that and now, now, now when we were talking about it, i just remember i was like oh yeah john favreau was in that movie too and then he went on to do the mandalorian so uh, but but i think when solo's good it's really good but when it's it's boring it's it's not very good but but all, overall it's all right all right well, jacob thank you let's go zach zach Hey, you're up. All right. So Rogue One, I loved it since the first day. It was like, it was a great experience. Like Jacob was saying, it Carrie Fisher passed away like the 21st of December. That came out and Rogue One came out like the week before. So I saw it again, like the week after she passed. It was like after Christmas I was like bored, so I saw started rewatching theaters, and I, I I lost it when she popped up the screen for the, like that scene. That was like a perfect. It felt too real with what just happened, so that was just a weird like that was really great and beautiful. And um, but besides that, the whole movie is a fantastic war movie. Like it's a great like you were saying Dunkirk. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. Dunkirk is the same thing as characters we don't really care about like because there no there's not any character development or anything but that's not the point the point is it's a ragtag team that needs to get what is going like they need the this mission to get done and they would go through any lengths to get it even going behind the rebellion's back which like you said also is like i like how they showed they would get dirty too like they are also not as great as they do like bad stuff too basically and um yeah so 
that whole last act of Rogue One is gorgeous. Like it's beautiful to look at. Again, the beach, the cinematography. It's it's what I've been saying with the Last Jedi too. It's like it's just beautiful space action, and um, it's action packed and everything. But the one thing about Rogue One, like you mentioned, how they all how they all die. But the one thing in Rogue One that makes me shocked that they didn't Rise of Skywalker is they did not kiss in the end on the beach. They hugged. <laughs> yep. They hugged. That was one of the most wholesome, realistic things about that movie. Is I was like, I was preparing when I first, I remember when I first saw it in theaters, I was sitting, I was like, oh, they're going to kiss. It was like, the they're going to kiss. It was like, oh, they love each other. No, they hugged. And that was like one of the most beautiful looking shots of St. Felicity Day crying like crying that she's gonna that she's about to die but she's just glad she's dying with someone and seeing that she completed her mission completed everything made her dad proud it was it's just so good i don't understand it's just one of those movies that are just so good and honestly if you take the term star wars if you take like the star wars element it's a great like war movie it's a great movie if you take all those elements i think it easily could have been nominated for something if it didn't have a star wars title was it because like the themes the story the characters it's all great and the visuals and everything i'm surprised it didn't win the it was nominated for best visuals that year i forgot what won though it was oh that was the year that was the year uh, jungle book came out so oh okay yeah that's some good competition so yeah uh, yeah that's good and then solo it's all right it's not it's all right like i like it um there's a lot of things i hate like i mentioned before we started was the whole how he got his last name it's pretty cliche it's that's to me the worst star wars moment in the franchise even jar jar because it's like it you take a character that we know and you think why can't like why is it so hard to like just have his last name be solo why does it have to have a meaning why does it have to have some type of connection to something why can't his name just be han solo you know that's the that's just what a character is they don't need a backstory of how he got his last name so that's the issue i have like one of my many complaints with the looking back i remember enjoying it a lot there's a lot of great visuals. Like the Kessel run is really well done. Um, I like the chemistry. I like the guy they got for Han Solo. He's not that bad. He uh, he's no he's not Harrison Ford, but he no. he did the he was all right. He, he got better as the film went on though. Like That's he kind of got used yeah. to it. I agree. Like, yeah, he definitely did. He got used to him. Like at first you're like oh, he's just over cocky, but when his connect when his chemistry with Chewie, it was really like okay. That's when I felt that's, like a, he got he he felt more comfortable whenever he was with Chewy. That's when I felt yeah. like he he he's starting to get it. Like their back and forth was really mm-hmm. good. And then um, I actually the one like small scene I like I like when he goes to war, like when he's yeah. uh, fighting with the that, Imperial. Yeah. yeah, it was like really dark and gritty. I was like, damn, this is something. But it it just felt like so many heists in one movie. Like there was like too much going on. Mm-hmm. And too much, like I get, like he's a, like that's who Han Solo is. Like he does all this stuff, but you don't. There's other ways to do it. They should have done with like one mission and not like four at once. They threw way too much in that movie, but it's not the worst thing. It's not the best thing, but it was okay. It's nothing like Rogue One. It's no, it's okay. That's pretty much it. I see. I was expecting too to from them at the investors meeting to announce at least like a solo series. Cause I think there's been like rumors for like the past like year that they're gonna do. Yeah. It. So I'm. I'm. He's probably gonna be in the Lando show. I mean, that, I think that'd be a wasted yeah. opportunity if they don't if they don't do it. I wouldn't mind a solo like a second solo movie or a TV. I would not like. That's the thing about it. It's not as bad. It's not so bad that I wouldn't mind a sequel. I wouldn't mind a TV show because I would enjoy. I would enjoy seeing this guy play solo again. Yeah. I play him as. I played his version solo in Battlefront 2, so I don't mind him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I want to see, like, after solo, I want to see what happens now, you know, where that movie hangs off. Like, 
that uh, that's the movie i really want to see you know yeah, i mean solo was a good time like what happened to um the the game of thrones girl uh the one from Amelia last Clark. christmas yeah, yeah, Amelia, yeah. Like, what happened to her character i want to she yeah. goes with darth maul and yeah i, I want to know about that, that you know <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm right there with you jacob that's that's kind of like they left so many things open-ended um because they, they probably were expecting maybe we'll get a sequel i don't know but you know it just it didn't make the money it did um i, think, I don't think yeah. i don't the reception wasn't too bad i think it's like in the 70s or 80s on rotten tomatoes i think so yeah, i don't think it, yeah so but i think the main thing was that they just it didn't make the money they thought it was going to but, i mean they but i think be that proves that uh star wars like even though it is a money machine not right. everybody can go out and see because well, i think was, oh go ahead i'm sorry man no, uh, what if you're you're promoting Han Solo? They want to see Harrison Ford, right? That's why they don't yeah. want to see a new person play a beloved character, right? So. I think too. Also, and then I'll let Ben go. Um, I think you know it was coming out like right after Deadpool, and they were still on the heels of Infinity War. Like I just think it came out at the wrong time. They should they should yeah. the, the, just released it on Christmas. I think like they've been yeah. doing. Um, I think it would have made a little bit more money but probably not too much. But uh, all right, Ben, you're up. Yeah, so uh, I would echo a lot of everyone's sentiments that uh, Rogue One is awesome and Solo is fine. Uh, when it when it's good and it's fun, I'm really enjoying it and I'm digging it. And then, um, like Jacob was saying, there's some parts that aren't really necessary or uh, kind of borderline boring, maybe. Um, but the I would like to shout out um, Michael Giacchino did the score for Rogue One, which I think was pretty good. Great score. And um, I actually prefer John Powell's score for Solo. I think was one of the best things from to, to come out of Solo. Um, I I bought that whole soundtrack and then listened to it uh, quite a bit. So, and it it's really good new. Um, new themes and stuff and it also references uh some of the older ones especially the the asteroid field reminiscence therapy is the track that has all those that's the one lashed together it's a great yeah track. yep so just wanted to shout those out um but yeah that's my general thoughts we can move on real right, quick yes. i did want to toss right, out uh we were we we're talking about the uh like the casting indoor series i meant to say this earlier but i think at least this is kind of my theory i was telling ben this earlier but um, kind of on on the topic of solo not being necessary as you know like a character development I think with that and kind of same thing with Cassian the direction that it seems like Disney's trying to go with Star Wars is making it kind of appeal to as many people as possible and so they're kind of trying to come up with ways to do different genres within Star Wars you know rather than you know picking characters they want to do stories about and I think solo originally from what we heard about like the Lord and Miller version was kind of going to be like the, the comedy, <laughs> you know, try to fit comedy into star Wars somehow, or I guess like, you know, ended up being kind of a lighthearted movie. And then, you know, the Andor series is kind of like a, you know, a spy thriller. Uh, and you know, they've announced some of the other shows that are kind of, you know, almost different genres, but still within star Wars. So I think going back to what I said earlier, when they, you know, when they canceled some of those movies that were coming up, I think in the context of what they were planning for those, it may have made more sense uh, but just kind of like by itself, it, it is a little bit kind of out there. But I do think they are kind of going for more of like a genre variation rather than, you know, you know obviously casting Andor isn't a, <laughs> that significant of a character to, to warn his own TV show, you know. But I think the the genre shakeup is probably what they're going for there. Well, Michael, you just made a perfect segue because that's kind of like the last thing we're going to talk about are the the shows, you know, because uh, they did the, 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 the Disney investors meeting happened the other day and they announced a lot. Like it was, it was, it was almost headache-inducing how much they were announcing. They announced a lot of stuff for Star Wars, and you know the stuff we've got now with Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have watched like Rebels or Clone Wars. I, I'm, I'm going to give Clone Wars another chance. I, I'm, I'm, I, Jacob, I think you and I were talking about Clone Wars a while back. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back into it. I, I love Rebels, and I think Mandalorian's kind of what's keeping Kathleen Kennedy's job right now because it seems like, <laughs> it seems like, um. Some of the toxic Star Wars fans are sort of shutting the hell up now, and it seems like we're all sort of coming back together, but not really. Back in 2015. Yeah, <laughs> we're, I don't think we're quite there yet, but it feels <laughs> yeah. like we're, we're we're getting there. Um. So yeah, you know we've got the Mandalorian, which I think is great, 
and we're not going to get into spoilers about what's going on because I know uh, some of you guys haven't you know caught up yet or whatever. Um, but they did announce a lot of new stuff, and I think the most exciting thing for me, I always go back and forth with this, but I think it's the Ahsoka Tana show with Rosario Dawson. For, I mean, first of all, I mean Rosario Dawson killed it in her episode in The Mandalorian. Um, it felt it kind of felt like a no-brainer at that point, honestly. Um, but they probably should do it. Uh, they probably they probably told her like you just, you don't get a, an actress like her and only bring her on for one episode. So uh, I'm I'm happy for her. I'm glad she's I'm glad she's a part of the Star Wars family now. She's going to get her own show, and I think they announced it is all tied in at the same time with, with the Mandalorian. So I'm curious of what's what you know what the plot is going to be with that. Uh, I think it's some, something to do with Admiral Thrawn. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Um, and then I, I know I texted Zach this because Zach's a big fan of her. Uh, Patty Jenkins directing a Star Wars movie. Um, Rose Croc, uh, Rogue Squadron. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see the video with their announcement. Oh my god! Like this, that was awesome. Yeah, I. I sh- I, I can't wait for that movie. What, what was it? Twenty twenty three? They said it was going to be. Yeah, that's twenty twenty. So. That's too long. That's too long. Just um, a December release. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you to keep it at Christmas time. So I, I'm curious now if it's just going to go straight into that or make another Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie first. And you know, we've got three years. I'm curious what she's going to do. If they I make another Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman three. I think she said she's just doing two. Was it just two? Oh. Okay, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I heard she might do three. Maybe you're probably right, Zach. Um, so yeah, they announced a couple other things, a Lando show, uh, but I don't think they didn't really announce who was going to be Lando, or there was going to be Billy D. Williams coming back, or you know Glover. If it was my pick, I would choose Glover. I don't really want to see old man Billy D. Williams. Uh, I'm good. I want, I'm good, but you know that's that's a personal preference, I guess. Uh, they announced some kind of new Sif series, also the Acolyte, uh, uh, yeah, which I think takes place like years before the Skywalker saga even takes place. So I'm interested in that. And then um, they announced another new show, also Rangers of the Rangers. High Republic. Yeah, Rangers I, of the New Republic. New Republic. Sorry. Yeah, I am <laughs> really <laughs> curious. About a lot that. of republics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious what that's going to be about. Um, Cause I wonder if they're going to bring back Gina Carano's character for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one I feel like there was the least like info about mm-hmm. kind of just toss the title out there. Well, cause it, t- it, it will be said during gonna, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be said during the Mandalorian. So I wonder if it's going to be Gina Carano's character. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I was surprised they didn't make an announcement about with that series. Cause they did, they did say they were going to do it, mm-hmm. but, I wonder if it's just going to sh- keep popping up in Mandalorian or all these other spinoff shows. Uh, but yeah, a, a lot of good stuff moving forward with, with, with the shows um, and of course the movie and uh, they also, oh, Tyka's movie is also coming out too, which I'm right. really, really excited for. Um, something tells me though, you know, as much as I'm excited, I, I think Kathleen Kennedy's got to go just because I feel like she's kind of lost the star Wars fan base. I think it's time for a new, a new direction. And someone mentioned John Favreau earlier. I think he'd be kind of a good fit to kind of run Star Wars at this point. It seems like he's kind of ride the ship with the Mandalorian and bring some of the fans back and has lowered the toxicity a little bit. Um, so that, that'd him, be kind of my pick. Him or uh, Dave Filoni, which uh, Michael and I were yeah. talking about earlier. Now he'd be so, a good uh, pick too. Yeah. It's probably going to be Dave, in my opinion. Yeah. Dave, Dave is definitely the one I was, as Ben was saying, I was kind of telling him about this earlier. He's the one that I think really like gets Star Wars the most by far. He's kind of like a, a Lucas protege, but um, I don't really know how their setup works, uh, you know, like administratively, but I feel like if he were actually the head of Lucasfilm, it, would, it might kind of get in the way of him creating content, which is, you know, like what he's the best at. So I would kind of almost hope that he wouldn't get that role because I'd, you know, I'd rather him keep, you know, pumping pumping out good TV shows and movies. So, does anyone want to go next? Ben, Jacob, Zach, Michael. Uh, the one thing I wanted to add was the uh, I know it was announced a while ago, but the Obi Wan show. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. I am 
quite excited for, and they did reveal right. that Hayden Christensen would be coming back. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Theater. I'm really yeah. curious how that's going to work because I've been thinking, okay, so Hayden Christensen, are we going to see Darth Vader without his helmet and see, like, that's how we see Hayden Christensen? Is he going to voice Darth Vader now? Was like, I'm like, really I think he's going to do both. I think I think it's going to do both. Are there There's also the flashbacks option too? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's where I was. That's where I was kind of thinking. Like they'll do some flashbacks. Then I I think they hinted at another duel between the two. Um, yeah, which that I don't um, really know I'm if still, I want that. I'm still yeah. on the fence. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that was. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be taken literally or not. I was kind of confused by that, but we'll I would love to see uh, like a like just Darth Vader around his helmet, like just like chilling at his uh, bathtub tube. That he's in. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hayden a Christensen. In Rogue One. Yeah. They always tease it in the movies. That's the thing. They always like just show side profiles of it. Yeah. But yeah like, uh... I, like you like you said, Ben, like I, I was always hesitant on Obi Wan because the one thing I've always wanted Star Wars to do was like can we stop with the whole we gotta stick with the Skywalker saga stuff. I want to explore mm. other parts of the galaxy, and it, it it seems like we're we're heading in that direction. But then they announce like Lando and Obi Wan. I'm like, okay, that's great. I just this is a big yeah. galaxy. And Jacob, you and I talked about this like last week. Like, I want to see more stuff. Sounds like you're excited about the Acolyte show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree, Rod. I just hope they don't choke on their aspirations. Oh, <laughs> that's the best dad joke Vader's ever said. <laughs> well done, Benjamin. Well done. <laughs> Speaking uh, of outside you... content, that was a very uh, like Anakin from the Clone Wars kind of joke that he made there. I thought it was kind of funny. The Rogue, the Rogue One line there. Uh, Zach, do you want to go ahead and speak your mind for like just yeah. like a minute about the uh, shows? Yeah, uh, the only like the Patty Jenkins movie is like my number one, obviously because she's one of my favorite directors, and I'm just really curious what it is if it's gonna be like another war style movie, because we never see really any, like like Air Force or like those type of like war movies, so it's gonna be cool to see something like that, especially after the Squadron game. Like, I'm really curious how they're gonna do Was everything. That good? Was that good? It's just the campaign is just a giant tutorial for the multiplayer, but. Oh, okay. It's pretty good, but like with that game and now this movie, I'm like I'm like curious of what they're gonna experiment. The Obi Wan show is my second because it's Obi Wan. It's like I love Hugh McGregor. Um, he's stated that he's more excited than ever coming back to the show or like to the character. So that's really exciting, especially with like how great of an actor he is. And then um, uh, the Ahsoka show is like that's that is a uh, top three for me. I just yeah. I'm still watching Clone Wars, but I'm loving her character. So that's gonna be like just something really cool to see live action and everything, especially with her lightsabers. <laughs> oh, um, her, the stuff they did with her and the with the lightsaber duels and everything. I mean, that not really lightsaber duels, but just you know how she was using them yeah. and everything. I, that was awesome. And then um, and they do. I I haven't read the books, but they do bring uh, Thrawn. I'm really curious who they bring along. I'm more curious about the casting than like the actual like character right now until I like read the books. But other than that, um, I just think with TV show like again, I'm terrible with TV shows. So I just think you're throwing a lot of TV shows instead of movies, which is I guess just to, so they don't overwhelm people. But are these one-off shows? Are these series? What's going on? type thing i have a feeling that obi Wan thing is gonna be like a one and done i think so too same with wandavision stuff yeah i think wandavision too like just going to marvel that's the one off like there's just so much shows they're throwing out i just want to see like just do one to see how it goes you know they already did with the mandalorian but i think well i think it's just a, a main thing of like disney it's kind of accelerating their plans on just going all you know full full steam with the streaming yeah, um, I think they, so they, too. I, I think COVID kind of accelerated their plans a little bit. So yeah, and then just one, just my last thing is I w- I was disappointed they didn't mention anything with the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Like, is that still going? What's going on with that? <laughs> I I was curious about that too. Um, I I truthfully, Zach, I don't think that's gonna happen. 
I don't think I so don't. either. I heard it's like just like under like they're just fading away from it and just like mm-hmm. no, that never, we never mentioned that. <laughs> I don't think uh, truthfully, I don't think Ryan Johnson wants to. After what he did with Knives Out last year, like I don't think I, yeah, I don't want to see him do anything with Star Wars. Like let's original more original stuff. Yeah, it seems Luke like he has more fun too, doing that. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get a Lucas sequel. That's what I want. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> Unless it'll be with Emily, well, no, I don't want to get or like a new person or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael, you want to touch real quick on the shows? Yeah, uh, definitely excited for pretty much all of them. Um, I'd say kind of, kind of, Robert, you were saying about you know looking forward to to new stuff. I actually, I was kind of joking about you saying that the Acolyte is your favorite. I think that actually is the one I'm looking forward to the most, just because it's completely new. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, kind of like I said before, obviously some of the. The prequels, you know, Obi Wan and and you know, Lando, whatever that ends up being timeline wise, can I guess get a little bit repetitive in terms of the characters. But I think, uh, or at least I'm hoping they're going to be kind of um, adventurous with the you know kind of like the genre and the feel and like the themes and stuff. Um, so I mean, any Star Wars content I will be excited about. So definitely looking forward right. to all of it. All right, Jacob. Well, my favorite uh, announcements to expand the Star Wars universe or the Buzz Lightyear solo movie and the Sister Act 3. <laughs> That's what got me pumped at that Disney conference. I love I love the Sister Act movies, guys, and I love Toy Story. So, But no, not, I, I'm excited for those. But I, when it comes to Star Wars, the Acolyte, that looks really cool. That was the one that was like, oh, that looks pretty original, and I can't wait. Um, Ahsoka looks really neat, too. And I'm not – I was talking to Rod about this, like he mentioned. I'm not familiar with the animated stuff at all. Like, I haven't seen any of it, I don't think. Except I think I saw the initial, like, Clone Wars movie that came out, like, several years ago. Um, but I, uh, I, but after seeing Ahsoka and the Mandalorian, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. You know, she was cool. I can't wait to see what they do with her. And I don't know about you guys, but to me it looks like – to me, I don't know. It looks like Lucasfilm is kind of taking a page from Marvel's book and kind of building up all these shows into something – a big crossover event like the yeah, Avengers. bring them together. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like to me. I that's because they even said that a little bit. They said we're going to do something where they all come together in a crossover event, and I feel like that's what they want to do, but with Disney Plus, you know, and these right. Star Wars shows. And you know, I think we're going to get the Mandalorian in there. We'll get Ahsoka and whoever else is in that time frame, and it could be really cool. And I'm also excited for Obi Wan. Um, I'm excited Hayden Christensen is coming back. You know, I. I I miss seeing him. him. I, I think the last thing, big thing we saw him in was like Jumper. Probably remember that movie. Um, <laughs> I remember the three was in that movie. And, and Samuel L. Jackson was in that. So they had a little Star Wars reunion in that film. But uh, but yeah, it, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that show. I hope it's really good. Um, it, it's going to be weird, though. They're going to have to kind of tread on thin ice, I think, a little. Because, like, you know, the stuff that happened in A New Hope they don't want to trample on any of that, you know, right. because I've always kind of taken it as they never saw each other again, you know, like I, I and if they're going to see each other again, that's going to be kind of weird, but they could do it in a way where it wouldn't be weird. I think they just got to do it the right way and it, it's going to be hard, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not writing that. I'm thankful, but, but uh, that's I, a great I'm looking point, forward yeah. to, Oh, what was that? Sorry, Michael. All right, so that's a great point about like not not you know messing up the lines from a new hope. <laughs> we gotta it, study the script to make sure they don't mess it up. But. Oh, it could be. T- it's hard. Like I I, I do not. I, I'm glad I'm not in that writing room. But that luckily they know more than me, and they'll they'll do great. <laughs> I think Michael said it best. Like I think they're gonna do probably a lot of flashbacks, just seeing them like maybe the remembering the good old days probably when they were you know brothers whatever. Um, do you think? they're going to talk through the force too. I could see that like maybe they how could. Kylo Ren and Ray did. I could see that happening. They could. That's not a bad idea, Jacob. And then you could yeah, have Hayden's voice without being it weird. Cause it would be in their minds, you know? Yeah. I'm just curious, like how he's going to act. Like you said, Jacob, like he hasn't been anything in a long time. Like, I don't know what the hell he's been up to. So I'm sure when Disney called him, like, Hey, you want to come back? I'm like, yes, yes, please. I need money. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's happy to be back and, so I'm I'm curious about that whole thing. So, um, but as we wrap up here, I guess it's time for ranking time, Benjamin. So, uh, Michael, you are our guest of honor, wow, one of our guests of honor. Of honor. So, <laughs> you know, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us your official ranking of all eleven of these films here? So are we uh, are we just dumping them, going like worst to best, best to worst? Do we have a uh, yeah worst to best is how we usually do it. Worst yeah. to best. All right, all. 
I'll uh, I'll start with the bottom, and then are we are we rotating? Or are we just going all the way through? Yeah, if you just want to spend like a, a second or two, just explain why Sounds that's cool. Good. If not, just go for it. Yeah, I can I can take you through it. So um, my last on the list is solo, actually. Um, mm. Definitely not uh, because I don't like the movie. As I said earlier, it's really fun, but kind of kind of low stakes. Um, there's there's some cool stuff in there. Some some fun you know references to other stuff, but um, in terms of just, you know, like emotional value and attachment to it, I guess it's uh, at the bottom, but definitely enjoyed it. Um, not to say it's, um, you know, last, but definitely, um, you know, not a bad movie. Um, second to last Phantom Menace. Um, definitely my, I think my least favorite of the prequels. Um, kind of the, the thing that bothered me growing up as I got older, I guess, was kind of the, the CGI stuff that you guys mentioned. You can kind of see that in the background a little bit. Um, but not um, definitely don't dislike the movie, um, and obviously still you know having seen it a lot when I was younger, um, still kind of got that sentimental value. Um, next after that, believe it or not, is actually um, uh, Force Awakens. Um, love the movie in theaters. Um, I've rewatched a few times since, um, but kind of in the same vein as Solo. Um, I thought it was a, you know it was a great movie. It was really fun, um, but in terms of kind of the the stakes. Um, and like my like emotional reaction to it, I guess, um, you know, not, not quite on the same level as some of the other ones. Um, and then we have Attack of the Clones, fourth to last. Um, you know, definitely, as I said, going through the prequels, plenty of flaws to talk about. Um, a lot of the awkwardness, I think, that, that people talk about, like between, um, between Hayden and Natalie and, or, you know, Anakin Padme. Um, a lot of that was actually, I think, intentional. <laughs> There's kind of supposed to be like an awkward teenager thing, but I think they went a little bit too far with some of it. <laughs> Definitely some cringy moments in there, but um, uh, the second half of the movie, I think, is, is really cool. There's a lot of um, kind of cool stuff that has been spun off into other other content, um, I guess mostly the, the Clone Wars show with some other stuff too. Um, then I've got Rogue One. Um, considering that it is not um, a part of the, the Skywalker saga, I'd say that's a very very high up on my list um i guess it's fifth from the bottom so that's one two three four five six um yeah so i said earlier one of my favorites definitely would consider it one of my favorites but um, i guess i have six favorite star wars movies or, or seven um but in terms of it you know i guess not being a part of the skywalker saga kind of similar to solo doesn't carry quite the same weight but definitely definitely really enjoyed that one um so now we are at one two three four five sixth uh, my sixth favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I have uh, Last Jedi here. Um, as I said earlier, kind of love hate uh, when I first saw it, but definitely come around on it. Really enjoyed it. Um, thought it was very well done and kind of a unique, unique movie. Uh, this one is probably where it gets a little surprising here. So um, fifth, I actually have Empire Strikes Back fifth. Uh, I know that's most people's oh. favorite. Um, Never, I definitely understand. I love the movie. I understand why it's a lot of people's favorites uh, in terms of just like from a film perspective. Um, I think objectively, it's probably the best Star Wars movie. Um, but in terms of, I guess, you know, impact on me the, of the original trilogy, um, the original and, and Return of the Jedi always kind of kind of hit me more than, than that one did um, for whatever reason. But, um, you yeah, know, as with all of these, um, still love it. Um, so that's fifth. Um, fourth, I actually have Rise of Skywalker. Um, obviously talked about that one a lot also, but um, just kind of the emotional impact of wrapping everything up regardless of, you know, execution or whatever and some interesting story choices. But um, there were just a lot of really cool moments, I thought, that kind of brought a lot of things from Star Wars together. Um, and for me personally, um, kind of a lot of heavy hitting, um, you know, maybe cheesy, but um, kind of, you know, strong emotional connections there. Um, and then, so top three, um, third favorite is the original, um, A New Hope. Um, that's definitely gone up in my rankings lately. Um, I guess, you know, probably seven, eight years ago, it would have been a little further to the bottom, but um, I think actually having shown, <laughs> shown Ben the movies uh, the first time around, kind of rewatching it from the perspective of someone who's new to Star Wars, it's kind of able to appreciate that one a lot more, but um, definitely one of my favorites um, and obviously kind of the one that started everything. Um, and then second favorite, uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, there was actually a period when I was younger where that was my favorite. Um, and again, kind of looking back, obviously has, has some um, almost prequel-like flaws, um, some kind of weird stuff. The whole, uh, 
um, Max Revo band scene on the on the barge and everything. All that's a little bit weird, but definitely picks up after that. Um, and kind of the last third, um, you know, big big space battle and everything, and then you know, closing all the all the kind of the stories off all the characters. Um, I thought it was really well done. It kind of closes out the the mythology there. Um, and then I think I kind of hinted at this earlier, but all time favorite always will be uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, again, Interesting. it's a prequel. There's, there's some stuff to, to criticize for sure, but um, am I just the, the overall story and, and how, how it was uh, kind of written from a big picture perspective and how all the pieces fell where they were and the kind of inevitable tragedy element there. Um, and as someone can't remember who, I think it was Zach that said earlier, the, the, the scene um, near the very end of Mustafar where, Anakin's burning and the, just the emotion there and the, the score, the music in that moment is like incredible, but um, action from the beginning. One of the, in my opinion, um, best I know of the New Hope opening scene was um, you know, very famous with the, you know, the Star Destroyer coming over the camera and everything. But that first 10, 15 minutes of, of Revenge of the Sith is like one of my favorite like, sequences in any movie ever. So there's, uh, there's my top Revenge of the Sith at, at number one. All right. Thanks, Michael. All right, Jacob, you're up. Uh, just Great real quickly. List. Yeah, go through your list, my friend. Okay, I got it here on my handy-dandy cell phone. All right. Last place, we have uh, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. I kind of mentioned earlier, I've always kind of felt like that was the most forgettable of the, the three prequels, so I, I had to put it last. But I like things about I like things about all these movies, so just keep that in mind as I'm, I'm listed through them. I, I, it's all Star Wars. It's all it's something to love about all of it, I think. Um, episode 1 is second to last, um, The Phantom Menace. Then I have Solo. Then I got episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I guess you could say Revenge of the Sith has the, has the high ground of the prequels. No one had made a high ground joke yet in this episode, so nice. I had to do it. <laughs> and then we got uh, The Rise of Skywalker next, and then Rogue One, and then The Last Jedi, then Return of the Jedi. Why? The two Jedi movies right back to back. I didn't realize that until now. Um, and then The Force Awakens. And then the Empire Strikes Back. And then at number one is A New Hope. I know it's the first one, but I love it. I just think it's so much fun. And it kicks off the whole story originally really well. And I think it's the best one to watch first, too. And uh, that's probably why I have Force Awakens so high as well, is Mm -hmm. I just love A New Hope so much. And when people complain that, oh, The Force Awakens is too much like A New Hope, I'm I'm like, what? What's the big deal? A New Hope's awesome, you know? So I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, being A New Hope. But kind of like Michael was saying, I I get why so many people put Empire at number one because technically it probably is the number, uh, like, the best well-made movie. And I was actually having a conversation with my cousin today, Nash, which I'm wearing my – radio station Nash shirt too but uh we, we were talking about how uh th- he was saying that was his favorite and he told me why and i i, I totally get why it would be your favorite and it, it's um it, 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 i think that the one thing empire does so well and probably why it's my second favorite as well it really gets into the thick of the story and the lore behind everything and you get to know star wars isn't just this that's in a new hope it's it's everything else in empire but th- there's just something about new hope the charm to it the, the love and the passion that was put into it, that it will always be my favorite, always be number, my number one, probably, no matter what Star Wars does. I, I just love it. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great list. Uh, I love seeing the, the classic hit number one. That's cool. Uh, all right, Zach, your turn. All right. I actually just posted my list on Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, we, but... um. So number the last one is Attack of the Clones. Or no wait. Wait, yeah, okay. I always flipped them. The last one is Phantom Menace. Uh on rewatch it wasn't as good as I remember, besides Duel of the Fates. And then Attack of the Clones got a little bit better with that last act. So that one's the next one. And then at the ninth place, would that be eleven? Yeah, the ninth place would be solo. That's kinda it had fun moments, but it gets kind of forgettable compared to all the other films. The next one after that is actually Return of the Jedi. I really like Return of the Jedi, but compared to all the other films within these, like throughout all these films, that one just unfortunately goes a little bit in the bottom for me because the next one is The Rise of Skywalker, which I know is kind of 
they're both the last of the films of the trilogy. But again, The Rise of Skywalker just got more rewatchable for me as like since last year. And I've seen that film like so many times, like I mentioned. I get I just like it more and more as uh, I keep rewatching it. And then the next one after that is A New Hope. Um, nothing is like this is where it gets difficult because I love all these films, but if I had to rank them, I would put where I'm putting new hope at because it's just compared to these next five, it's just not it's great, but I just like these other five more, if that makes sense. And then the next one after that, uh let me get my list real quick, would be the Force Awakens. Um which is shocking because again, that's the most I that's the one movie I've seen the most of. Um, I love that movie, like I said. But as I look back with the full trilogy, that one, I think I just like that one right there for me. That's just you know, about the right place. And then after that is Rogue One for number fourth. Um, on rewatch, I love it more. It's a beautiful movie, beautiful ending. The hug between uh, the two was like the best moment. And the entire film is just one of the greatest it just felt like a star wars movie and then number three revenge of the sith the best prequel movie is so just feels just so just feels like that epic thing that george lucas wanted to make and it's so cheesy at times but so great and campy and e mcdermott's great everybody's just great to me in that movie number two is empire this one has always been going back and forth with The Last Jedi for me, but seeing it in theaters now, I really, and just with The Last Jedi, it's just hard for me to really decide. But Empire is number two. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's one of the greatest twists of all time. And it's just hard to not like just respect that movie and what it did for people and what it did during that time. Um, and then number one is The Last Jedi for me. It's a beautiful masterpiece. I will ever, forever say that till I, till I die. It's one of the best Star Wars movies. It is the best Star Wars movie. And I just think it's a masterpiece in my eyes. A lot of people disagree. Like Kara down here, she disagrees with me. But uh, yeah, I just think it's a masterpiece. And that's my ranking. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing uh, you posting that now, and our our lists are quite similar, <laughs> actually. Um, so that's one thing we agree on. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I'll go next. Uh, at the bottom, I do have Phantom Menace. Uh, Duel of the Fates is cool, and the rest is not so cool. Attack of the Clones next. Uh, echoing what you said, the last 30 minutes are, are really good. Um, and... Next at number nine, I, this is where I have Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there was just enough that upset me in that and, and made me disappointed. So, um, yeah, it's it's low there. Uh, speaking of low, the next one I have is so low. Um, the fun bits are fun, but uh, the rest is okay. Return of the Jedi. Uh, the Ewoks are cute, but we ended the trilogy with, you know, these little bears throwing sticks. Um so uh then the next one rogue one uh great movie but it's uh kind of kind of in the middle for me then revenge of the sith um we talked a while about that one uh how awesome that one is force awakens that was my first one seeing in theaters and it is right under a new hope we've talked about how similar they are um but a new hope classic and i think it's uh endlessly rewatchable also uh but it's funny i have those back to back one and two i kind of go back and forth um but for right now uh i have less jedi at two um i love it so, so much and i like we were saying earlier i understand the the cantabite scene and um i love laura dern but i i do agree that her, her character isn't the best either like why couldn't she tell poe the plan that doesn't make sense um but the the parts that work really work for me and um that the ending i just love um but the number one i was going with the iconic ending um empire strikes back um of the the reveal at the end is amazing and uh, i think it was kind of 
cool too that they they went darker i mean empire is is quite a bit darker than the new hope i feel like um so yeah it's just uh that's the classic i know it's the 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 film film bro choice but um the that and and last jedi really uh i hold dear to my heart uh love those a lot so yep that's my ranking and we'll finish out with rod benjamin uh so my 11 and 10 are interchangeable uh attack of the clones phantom menace you know they're just just bad movies uh number nine is where i have solo uh it's 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 just kind of there it's a fun nice little adventure film i thought alden Ehrenreich did the best he could as solo um i thought donald glover was probably easily the best part it, it's it's a I think Jacob, you said it's it's a nice little adventure movie. It's 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 just it's just there. Uh, Zach, don't hate me. I have Revenge of the Sith at eight. Um, I know, I know. I, it's it's not a bad movie. It's not. It's just it's a lot of stuff, and it just still doesn't work work sit well with me. Uh, but I I do agree that the the fight between Anakin and Obi Wan is, is 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 iconic. It's it's and it's a uh, I thought the final moments were, were were quite touching. So that's kind of where I have Revenge of the Sith. Rise of Skywalker, even with all its problems, it's number seven. I I, I just I I really enjoy the camaraderie between Poe and and Finn and Ray when they were going out on their little adventure of the MacGuffin. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm still not a fan of the whole her being a Skywalker thing, Zach. It still doesn't sit well with me at all. Uh, but it's fun, and I, I can forgive some of the flaws, even though it did feel rushed. Because I, I, I had a good, th- I had a good time. Uh, this is where I re- my list really didn't know the Star Wars films that I love. Uh, Return of the Jedi is not number six. Um, I, Ewoks are adorable guys, are adorable, and um, I. I love the, the the turn of Darth Vader at the end. Spoilers, obviously. Um, a nice conclusion to the OG trilogy. My number five is The Force Awakens. Uh, uh, again, JJ did a, a hell of a job, you know, just bringing life back into Star Wars. And I thought it was a great introduction for for all all the new characters, really, and enough a, a good enough time with the old characters we know and love, like Han and. And, and Leia, really though, it was kind of Han's movie in, in terms of the old characters returning. Uh, number four is A New Hope. You know, the OG Star Wars movie, the one that started it all, I guess. It, it's a classic. And uh, that's not really all I say about that. Last Jedi is my number three. You, you know, you guys have bought up Laura Dern about a bunch, and, you know, I, I get it. I should, her character didn't bother me. The character that bothered me the most actually was Benicio del Toro's character. Just kind of fell out of place. Uh, and I had a lot. I had a lot of hopes for him because I, I love Benicio del Toro. I think he's a, one of my. He's one of my favorite actors. A little cartoony to me. Um, but besides that, the Last Jedi, like you said, Zach, it's a masterpiece. It's beautiful. Um, what I love the most about it, it, it takes risks. It's probably the riskiest Star Wars movie out of, out of any any Star Wars film. Uh, what they did with Luke, I thought was incredible. And um, yeah, I, I wish, I wish it wasn't as divisive as it is, but it's kind of where we are. Number two for me is Rogue One. Uh, this is a Star Wars movie, like I said earlier, that it feels like a war movie. The 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 whole ragtag ragtag team approach, as Zach was alluding to earlier, I loved. Um, like I said, it reminds me of a lot of Dunkirk in terms of it's about the it's about the end game, not the not the characters themselves. Although, uh, the you know what we do get with the characters, I thought was great, and it kind of made the ending that much more powerful. And the stuff with Darth Vader was just fantastic. But to me, the best Star Wars movie, it's still in my top fifty movies of all time, is Empire Strikes Back. Um, just so many iconic things with that film, the Battle Battle of Hoth. You know, I, I, I still enjoy the Yoda teaching Luke. Um, this is where I see, I'll see a lot of growth with Luke. Of course, the reveal at the end was, you know, just, it's iconic and it's great. 
you know, the cliffhanger, obviously, and the development of Han and Leia's relationship, their chemistry was great. The introduction of Lando, everything on Cloud City. It, the film's just, it's, it's one of the best films of all time. So that's, that is my list. And that is after oh, two, two and a half hours. Yeah, two and a half hours. We have wrapped up our Star Wars discussion. So uh, I want to go ahead and thank our guests for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, uh, Jacob, it's, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, Zach, it's great not to argue with you, man. It was, this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to keep it uh, minimum. Yeah, let's never do that again. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> Michael, man, uh, your first time. It, well done. Bravo. Bravo, sir. Thank yeah, you for joining thank us you. Thanks today. for having me. Uh, always, always. Um, Ben, can you tell the good folk where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast and email us your ranking of the Star Wars movies or uh, your predictions for the shows or what you're looking forward to the most. Uh, email us at the Infinity Bros 20 at gmail.com. That's the Infinity Bros 20 at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And I did say, I did post a thing on my page, Ben, earlier about, you know, having everyone's top three so i just took a screenshot of all of them and i'm just going to make it into a post whenever this episode comes out okay and just 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 share it that way cool um so yeah i'll get i'll get a little creative with that but um yeah guys again zach jacob and and michael thanks for joining us guys this was fun thank you um so until next time yeah until next time guys peace out Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit, I got to start over. God damn it. <laughs> of course, I never do these shows alone, so please give a warm round of applause for my good friend and excellent co-host, Mr. Benjamin Saunders. Ben, what's McClunky. up, buddy? Oh, we messed that up. <laughs>